You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios. Man, the local, the state, the national, sometimes the international, cover down on all the issues. And like the dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, it is Thursday, which we prefer to call Friday Eve around Friday here. Eve. Friday Definitely Eve. Definitely Friday Eve. <laughs> Boomer's on the board. Hey, man. Hey. How are, you? How are you? I'm good. I wish everybody would have seen us just go, ah, at the I very know. beginning. I was pushing the wrong buttons. <laughs> my board was turned off. I was trying to get the uh, live stream going on my screen. I hit I hit full screen. I didn't mean to. Next Pop thing I know, the mic out of the socket. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. Somebody just pour that man a cup of coffee and let me have a day, all right? Golly, oh, bum. Uh, hey, listen, we got a ton of stuff for you today. Uh, good stuff. I like this stuff. So uh, at 3.30 today, what has become like my newest favorite segment. Yes. Boomer and McQueen. That's right. <laughs> we're, <laughs> so we're coming. The lovely McQueen will come in here and favor us with her presence, and we will have Boomer and McQueen at 3.30. <laughs> and I, I, I've, I've enjoyed this. Uh, we, this, this y'all getting a chance to sort of ping things, and it's just you do good too, by the way. Well, we're trying. I mean, I'm like, oh man, how how can I how can I beat my wife today? But she always ends up winning because she's so good at <laughs> thinking on her toes. Uh, <laughs> and you guys have your podcast, which is kicking. Yeah, it's, All right. it's kicking. Yeah, the, the right, right life, life podcast. Right life podcast with Boomer and McQueen. Uh, you got six episodes, five episodes out there right uh, now. Six episodes out. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah, yep. It's, it's going good, guys. So thanks so much for listening. It's it's a it's a blast for us. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a blast for Right Side too. Part of the Right Side multiverse, we like to call it. Yes. Yeah. Three thirty today. Boomer and McQueen, and then we got a uh, whole bunch of triple dipper. So hit it. The triple dipper. Three stories you've got to know. That's right. The triple dipper. Three stories. Three themes, if you will, that you've got to know as we run today's show. Number one, we have to return to it once in a while because it's an ongoing saga. Go woke, go broke. That's what we're going to talk about. What happens when corporate America, you know, sort of leaves their original mission behind and they become more like corporate woke America? Well, we're going to talk about it. Go woke, go broke. There's some new things happening. Uh, We'll talk about that as number one on the triple dipper. Number two on the dipper the price of border chaos. You know, I was telling Charlene this morning, she asked, what'd you get, uh, what, what's your show going to be about today? And I told her what I'd prepared for. And I said, you know, the border chaos thing, I said, it's really, it's about the price of it. Like, well, like, it's not, it's not just about, they're coming across the border. Here's the numbers. No, it, how about this? What is the toll? How much are we paying for this? What are we paying in lives? And, and, and it's pretty sobering. How about lives that are being wrecked by this? And, and all of them, not, not just U.S. citizens that are here, but how about those that are coming across the border or trying to and dying in the process? We're going to talk about it, the price of border chaos. That's number two on the Triple Dipper. And then number three, and I wrestle with what to call this. I mean, I, I, and so I got, I got, you know, kind of euphemistic here, but haters going to hate. That's what I'm calling it. But what we are going to talk about in the midst of that is there's an organization based out of Alabama, which is known internationally, the Southern Poverty Law Center. And the Southern Poverty Law Center is the sole arbiter of what is allowed to be called hate. It's amazing how many groups get lumped in with the KKK. I mean, how about just, you know, the Family Research Council is a hate group? 
Well, we're going to talk about the SPLC. Haters going to hate. That's number three on the Triple Dipper. So y'all stay tuned for that one. All right, let me jump. Let me jump over here to my comments. And uh, you know, sometimes I always start my show with this monologue focused on some aspect of politics or something that ends in the news cycle. But other times, kind of like today, I feel like I'm just supposed to offer a word of encouragement or some insight that has benefited me along the way. So that being said, here goes. And I got to start first by telling you this brief story. And I may have told it before, and if I have, forgive me. But a friend of mine served in Kandahar, Afghanistan at the beginning of the war. And he told me about one of the special forces guys that he was with getting attacked in close quarters on the streets of Kandahar and suffering a gunshot wound to the face. But that Green Beret, he immediately assessed his own wounds. He slapped something on it to stem the blood flow. And then he stood back up, acquired his target, and took out the enemy shooter. Just like that. And my friend told me that the funny thing was the word on the street afterwards was, these Americans, you can shoot them in the face and they will just fix themselves and kill you. Makes me laugh every time. You see, I may get aggravated at the positions being taken by senior leadership of our military these days, but there's no denying the quality of personnel we put in the field. And a lot of that, a lot of it boils down to the training and equipping of that force. Now, if you've ever had any experience at all with firearms, then you know that like anything else, shooting is an acquired skill. And I'm sure, knowing this audience, that we have a whole passel of Second Amendment-friendly right-side ruffians out there who listen in. Everything from the casual gun owner who just keeps a firearm or two on hand for home protection or hunting or some type of all the way up to the serious you know, collector who has all the different firearms and participates in various shooting sports. Now, in the military, anyone who's ever served in uniform has gone through basic marksmanship training. In the Marines, they still have a saying that says that every Marine is a rifleman first. Well, for many who enlist, the use of firearms in the military is oftentimes their very first exposure to shooting of any type, or at least their formal instruction. In basic shooting, it always comes down to the basics, like I said. Things like proper use and care of your weapon, body position, sight alignment, breathing control, trigger squeeze. But shooting at a fixed target at a known distance in the prone position under highly regulated conditions, that's just the introduction. The real fun, the real fun comes when you get to the point that you're able to do things like what we call reflexive fire training. When you're allowed to shoot, move, and communicate under more stressful conditions with the brain more fully engaged, like tracking your rounds, reloading while still maintaining a fighting posture, learning to stage your magazine so you can reload with your eyes closed or in the dark. And one of the most unnatural aspects of that is often referred to as squaring off to the target. You see, here's the thing. If you're in an armed confrontation and cover and concealment is not much of an option, then how you present yourself to the opposing target matters. The natural inclination is to try and slim your profile, like turning sideways, providing less of a target by getting sideways to the target. But when you are in combat and wearing body armor, well, the side panels of your ballistic vest, they often provide very little high-impact protection. The true ability of your body armor to shield the wearer from harm comes from those protective inserts, those plates, they call them sappy plates, that are in the front and the back. They cover the vital organs in the front and in the rear. So the training for those who wear body armor is to adopt a stance that squares your shoulders off to the enemy. It's also a stance that shows the enemy you mean business. It's also unnatural, and it requires some training. And truthfully, it even requires a measure of faith. Now, in some of the instruction that I used to provide to young troops when I was still in, I would show them a video. It's still out there on YouTube. Just Google this phrase. Google, this is why the U.S. military wears body armor. I guarantee you're going to find a video, kind of blurry, but it's a young Army trooper in Iraq standing, next, standing guard next to his Humvee on a city street. You quickly realize, though, the video is being made by insurgents who are targeting the soldier. And then a shot rings out, 
and the young trooper, he just drops like a rock. But then he immediately gets back on his feet with his weapon up, looking to acquire his target and return fire. The enemy round had hit him square in the sappy plate of his body armor, and he was fine. Knocked him down like he'd been hit with a bat, but he was fine. Oh, and they got the bad guy, by the way. I'm going to tell you, every Joe that I showed that to, everyone who saw that video, they stopped griping about having to wear their ballistic vest. But here's my point. You know, there's always a point. It takes training to remember the value and the use of your body armor. It takes faith to trust that it will work if you square off to the enemy. You see, what I'm saying right now is that life is going to be filled with challenges and and even enemies, some of which are self-created and some are from outside of your own control, but they're there. Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have trouble, but fear not, I've overcome the world. That's a clear acknowledgement that life can get a bit dicey at times. How you are when the moment of conflict or confrontation or challenge arrives is going to be largely dependent upon the level of preparation you have put into such an occurrence well before it ever happens and how much you are willing to trust the armor that you have prepared to use on that day will actually provide a measure of protection for you. I don't know what it is. I, 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 tell you, I feel certain that somewhere in an audience of this size that some of you are having life challenges and you see some more coming. I want to encourage you to know that you don't have to be perfect at handling them on the first day that you make a decision to improve. You just have to start the process of preparing and trusting. Just start. Take the first simple steps. Know that one becomes a Green Beret on the, no one becomes a Green Beret on the first day in the Army. They all start with basic training, and they learn things like how to square off their shoulders to the enemy. It's a job skill, so just start. Is it overcoming an addiction? Just start. Is it improving or even saving your marriage? Just start. Is it going to go for that degree or that job change or that political office? Well, you prepare well in advance. You build your character, your skill, your faith, and the ability to move forward. You actually need all of it, training and faith. You can have all the gee whiz education, equipment, and resources in the world, but if you don't believe in your ability to make use of them, then what good are they? You can be a reckless individual who leaps without looking or performs practicing without practicing and your likelihood of success or survival would be diminished. I'm telling you right now, you spend the time, you spend the time now learning what it means to square your target, learning what it means to put that sappy plate in the front. It's unnatural, but it's needed. It takes practice, but it also takes believing your armor is going to work. Life's like that. So pick out your plan practice and prepare, move toward the target with your shoulder square and get her done. And that's a wrap for the right side way. Well, there you go. I don't know who needed to hear it, but I felt like somebody did. And that's a hard thing, man. It's a hard thing to see the hard times coming or to see that person you don't want to deal with or try to figure out what to do next in life. And you realize the only thing you can do is to square your shoulders, just square your shoulders front towards the enemy. Put that plate in the front and address the target. All right, folks, Bill Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, and just 
plain right, saving the world one soundbite at a time. Well, I, brother, I, I got a ton of texts that came wow. through uh, during that last, I mean, after yeah. that monologue when I said I'm not sure who needed to hear that. Well, there's about uh, about a dozen people that apparently have so far said they needed to hear that. So That's awesome. Uh, just, there's days like that that just makes doing this worth it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to text in, text lines are open, 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. Um, yeah, that's just that's just good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> um, I'm sitting here drinking coffee in the oh, right side studio. You just need this. It's coffee time. <laughs> coffee, 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 cappuccino, Java. <laughs> okay. All right. So you know that the official drink of Right Side Radio is coffee. Uh, we do not. We do not uh, make you have to choose the one you like best, but coffee. Nonetheless, now I am coffee. I'm, coffee, 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 coffee. But that being said, so I've been toying with an idea, Boomer. Oh, okay. Uh, I have um, I have been in dialogue with someone about actually having branded coffee for right side. Branded coffee? Like yes, like ooh, like there's I I've I've got it. I've got the details. Still more to come. But we're talking about actually having right side brand coffee. Now, my first my, here's my here's my first thought. Like you got to name the blends, right? Right, of course you do. So, in my opinion, the dark roast, like the, the heavier the dark, is called ruffian blend. Ooh. Like right side ruffian blend. Okay, there's that one. The ruffian blend. What do we call the medium and light roast? Mm. Okay, I don't know. Um, we got we got to yeah. All right, texters can begin texting in if you want to. If we if we do this. If we go down the range of having, you know, like you can buy a bag of coffee beans and the and the and the, the, the like the, the heavy flavorful dark roast is called ruffian blend for right side ruffians. All right, then what do we call the light and medium roast? That's what I want to know. If we That's do good. this, yeah. And if we do this, would you buy it? Yeah, especially I mean, all of you coffee drinkers. I mean, out we there. can we can give some away as you know, like <laughs> swag and t-shirts, like we do sometimes and that kind of stuff. But if we start giving away our right side, if we start selling our right side coffee, would you buy it? That's yeah. that's a great. And then the question becomes, how do we like get the word out that this is the new coffee everybody needs? Oh, gonna, that's just, true. How, yeah, just, how do we do that? I don't know. I don't know. This is the coffee everyone this needs. Is the, <laughs> this said, is it. Said the man who does not drink coffee. Right, but I, I would help. I would help get it out there. Okay, I like you would. The smell of it. I feel so certain that okay. you would. Oh, uh, hang on, hang on. Alex from Elkmont just said we would call it. Uh, Extra light is called Boomer's Delight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Boomer's Delight. Oh, oh. Well, see, then we may have to have a, we may have to have the medium rose be Boom Shackalaka <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, medium rose Boom Shackalaka. Um, anyway, oh, this will right. be fun to hear. I'm excited to hear everybody's opinions on this. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> all right, hey, listen. By the way, if you want to see anything that we do, uh, and like all our stuffs on our website, you can get hold of our podcast. You can get hold of the. You know, the, um, the live streaming of the show, which is up right now, uh, all that stuff is up there. Uh, check it out. Rightsideradio.org is the, uh, is the website. And, uh, and we've got all the stuff. I mean, like all the stuff is, is currently up there. Um, I, just it's it, to me, it's kind of crazy how much we have crammed into that one uh, website. What did you just get? Somebody's. Oh, I was just reading uh, the light side blend. The light, oh, the light side. <laughs> right side coffee's light side blend. The light side blend. <laughs> I like James from Harvest. There we go. Thank you, James. Oh, my gosh. Um, 
All right. Then, then we got, oh, then we got uh, Daniel from Tullahoma. He's pulling the military thing out. He says, 11 Bobro, high-speed, low-drag coffee. He says, if so, mm. I'm in. That, what, that's, what else is there? 11 Bravo is infantry, by the way, in the, in the Army, just so you know, that's your MOS designation for a straight-leg infantry. Um, uh, Jeff from Indiana just says, uh, just, let, uh, just left the – wait, hang on a second. What's he saying? Just left – oh, just left Coffee Cafe. <laughs> 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 not, not just love, but just he left. left. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, see? Oh, hey. See, it's JT, coming through. JT from Lacey Springs says we can call it Charlene's Treat Blend. Oh. See? I talk about the treat coffees yes, all the time. the treat blend. That's right. Charlene's like Treat it. Blends. We may have to go that. The light coffee. Who is this? John from Huntsville says the light coffee ought to be called Snowflake Coffee. <laughs> uh, see, I don't know. Oh, I don't man. know. John from Brownsboro says we can go right light. Oh, see, that's, oh I like there that, too. I like that. The light blend could be right light. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, not your night light, but your right light. Um, oh, hang on, Jeff. The triple Dipper Espresso. I don't know something. <laughs> Some, somebody say that? Or you no, say that? I just said that. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Brian from Huntsville says the medium right, the medium, <laughs> the medium to light rose could be called Rhino, because those are the guys that are centrist. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm having too much fun with this. Oh. Uh, what, Thunderfoot Deep Roast. Oh, oh, who remembered that? Who did that one? Alex from Elkmont. He remembered my Mustang. Yeah, my 68 Mustang That's from high school. That's actually really good. He remembered that. My 68 Mustang from high school was named Thunderfoot. Thank you for remembering that. Um, uh, I got Brandy from Athens. She's a big fan of Black Rifle Coffee, but she would give ours a try. She mm. would. Okay. All right. I'm saying this could be a thing. This could be a thing. Somebody who is unnamed. Who, I may uh, even wait. try a Ruffian Dark Roast. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> might be a coffee drinker before you know it. John from Tanner just texted in. He's brand new on the text ring. says the slogan could be, wake up on the right side. Ooh. Get you a cup of wake up Java from the right side. I like it. God, this is hilarious. I, I'm loving it. Okay, I, I, I'm on a, this is a thing. We, we might just do the whole rest of the show <laughs> on Name Our Coffee. <laughs> Name your I'm coffee. I'm having too much fun with this. Yes. Um, Gina from Athens says, marketing the new coffee. Have Just Love Coffee to sell your brand and do a remote broadcast at their location with samples. See, Gina, you're hired. <laughs> Gina's on board. She's our there marketing director now. I like it. And then uh, Chris from Madison says, medium roast conservative Kool-Aid. <laughs> 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 oh, John from Huntsville says we got to have maple bacon coffee. Oh, maple bacon coffee. That would that would square us away right there, man. Yeah. I'm just saying. All right, we're gonna get we're gonna get serious here in a minute. We just had too much fun. Well, you know what though? You keep texting. If you got new names for light, medium, or dark roast coffee with a right side branding, go ahead and send it in. I want to see it. 833-687-4448. In the meantime, y'all stay tuned because we will be right back. Side ruffians out there, you are listening to Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right.
And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative and just plain right, covering some ground across the northern half of the great state of Alabama. I'm talking about we are way down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back to Gadsden, parts of Georgia and Tennessee and even Mississippi, thrown in just for good measure. Hey, um, before I jump into the Triple Dipper, because I, I got a little bit of time on my hands, uh, I got to tell you, the, the coffee thing is still going crazy. So Chris from Madison um, just texted in. He said his drill instructor at ba- my my DI said the same thing. He said my drill instructor at Basic always said that the maximum effective firing range of an excuse is zero meters. He also said there was no excuse for decaf coffee, so right side decaf could be called zero meters coffee. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I like it. Um, I just uh, oh look at that. Dustin from Hazel Green says our light roast could be called just plain light. <laughs> That's good. He also said, can we do a Coffee and Guns Range Day sponsored? Uh, you know what? I'm saying oh, yes. yes Coffee right. and guns and donuts. That's, just, that's like that's America right there. Um, Allie from Athens says, necessity is the mother of invention. And then she says, what she say? He, she, they, anyway, I don't know what she's saying. <laughs> I don't know where this came from. I don't know. Allie, I'm not sure what you're doing. I'm trying to read your text real fast and keep moving. I'll come back to it. Uh, Chris from Madison said, um, uh, his brigade lost a soldier because he thought his he thought the tank would protect him, and he wasn't wearing his sappy plate. That was that thing I talked about earlier: your body armor, your sappy plates. Um, yeah, I, I I get it, man. Sorry to hear it. Brad from Limestone County says maple bacon coffee second. Um, he says you may have to work out a revenue sharing agreement with Just Love Coffee, but your tagline has to be "You'll love just right." I like it. <laughs> just Love Coffee, love just right. I see. That's we got we got some. Serious marketing people we do. in our audience. I like this. I, I like this a lot. So Reed different Scottsboro says that the uh, light brew ought to be called conservative coffee. <laughs> it's, it's truly conservative. Uh, somebody else, uh, JT from Lacey Springs, got the Snowflake Left Blend, a, pack, a, pack, a packet of artificial sweetener. Artificial sweetener. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, Okay, listen, we got we got all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, you guys keep texting. Chris from Alabama. That's all this is, Chris from Alabama. Dark roast is the ruffian blend. Medium roast, not so ruffian blend. The light roast is the wussian blend. <laughs> A wussian blend. Um, all right, hey, listen, uh, before I get on the triple dipper, I got to tell you, there's been a bit of an update. This is, I'm changing gears. I'm actually being serious. You ready? Serious. Put your serious face on. Serious. Mm. Mm. All right. No, but seriously, uh, you know, we had the other day, we did that whole segment on the show about the uh, early prison release. We had the district attorney from Etowah County, um, uh, Jody Willoughby, uh, in, in studio with us, and did this whole thing about the fact that, yeah, you know, the DAs already have a little bit of a struggle with the fact that uh, we passed uh, presumptive sentencing guidelines back in 2013, 2015. But now the legislature, the current legislature, has joined the governor in uh, passing what has become um, somewhat of a debacle. They passed it in 2021, a bill that allows for early release. And not just allow, it's pretty much like presumptive reduction of sentencing guidelines. That's, it's interesting. And if you may see the news, it's been, it, it's, it, it hadn't rolled out well, let's put it that way. It, ha- it hadn't rolled out well at all. Um, first things first, the law says you're supposed to notify the victims or the interested parties who would have an interest in knowing that the victimizer is getting out early. And they were doing a horrible job at it. Hundreds of prisoners were set to be released. The majority of those victims had not been notified. So the attorney general, and I believe rightfully so, filed suit 
to prevent the release of the prisoners until they comply with the law and either pardons and paroles or um, the Department of Corrections contacted all the victims. Okay, there's that. Uh, so the whole thing was a debacle. They're supposed to be released with ankle monitors. Uh, the people who are in favor of this law say that this is the great way to do it. We get to keep track of them for a little while longer and reduce prison overcrowding all at the same time. And those of us that are like, what? Or look at this saying, I'm pretty sure that they would be supervised inside the walls. And letting them out early may or may not be the best thing. Well, we've got some new stories. Uh, first of all, story broke this morning on ABC 3340 News um, that over in Calhoun County near Anniston, that they just had to go out and find one guy who was accidentally released in the batch of people who were being released. He shouldn't have been in there. Why? Because there were outstanding charges for which he had yet been tried, so he did not qualify. And they literally had to go find the guy who had been released, despite the fact that he was an armed robbery uh, convictee. And, oh, by the way, he didn't have an ankle monitor on. So there's that. Then they had another one who showed up at his first parole meeting to meet with his parole officer, high as a kite, stoned out of his mind with a pocket full of drugs, and they had to take him into custody right there and release him. Now, I will say this. The first thing that um, pardons and paroles said about that one was, well, the system worked because we caught him and put him back in jail. Guess what? Now you got to process him all over again and put him back in, and maybe he shouldn't have been out. And then the question, I was on Jeff Poor's show this morning. Because, by the way, I, I got some information that we may see another one of these very same type stories in northeast Alabama, maybe as early as this afternoon. So what we're seeing is the early release is burdening the system. And the, and the point that I made on Jeff Poor's show this morning, uh, I was on FM Talk 106.5, the Jeff Poor show, um, just around 1130-ish. And the, and the point that I made there was, you know, you say you're reducing the burden on the system by lowering overcrowding in the prisons. But are you really reducing the burden of the system or just spreading it out? Because really what happened, what happened here is they're still requiring monitoring. Someone still has to monitor the ankle monitor. Someone still has to meet with them as a parole officer. So you basically increase the overworked, you know, caseload of the parole officers by giving them more to work, but you did not reduce the number of people working in the prisons because we didn't take away a prison guard because we let a 400 people out. No. All we did is say, hey, those 400 people, they still have to be supervised, but you do it now. That's what happened. All we did was shift the responsibility from one department to another, which does nothing to help the system. In fact, all it did was take one group of overworked people, our, our corrections officers, and create two groups of overworked people. And, oh, by the way, we're letting prisoners out of their sentences early because the law says so. So if the law says so, if the law says that the presumptive minimum sentencing guidelines are 20 years, with them throwing it out there, if we're saying that the presumptive sentencing guidelines are 20 years, then why are we also then adding a presumptive reduction guideline on the end of it? Why don't we just say we're going to reduce the sentencing guidelines? Why are we doing a presumptive reduction on the back end? Doesn't that seem counterintuitive? The presumptive guidelines say that unless there's been a problem that he gets out at 20 years, minimum 20 years, got to sentence him to 20 years. Okay. But once he's in for 18 years, you let him go. You got to. You have to. No choice. Really? What the heck? Well, the whole thing ain't working great. And the other piece that really bothers me, 
is how quiet the governor's office has been about this. The governor's office ain't saying boo about it. Now, I got to fuss a little bit at the legislature. Those who are having buyer's remorse, suck it up. Tell us how you're going to amend it and get it done. All right? Stop complaining about it. it was the governor's package and we voted for it. Well, you voted for it. Co-equal branches of government. You did your thing. Okay. Legislative branch, be the legislative branch. You're not the legislative arm of the governor. You're the legislative branch of government. And so that being said, if you don't like it, and a lot of us believe you shouldn't like it, then go in there with an amendment come the March general session, and let's get it fixed. Let's get it fixed, send it back to the governor, let her sign it, or tell, her, tell, her, tell us why she won't. In the meantime, though, I do have to ask this question. Where is Governor Ivy on this issue right now? And she ain't nowhere. She ain't saying nothing. I mean, literally the only response that I think we've gotten so far has been from her press secretary, not from her, not a statement from the governor through the press secretary, but just a statement from the press secretary. I assume that Governor Ivy is, is still, you know, working. Uh, I assume that she's well. And, uh, and, I, and I would think that this is a leadership issue that she needs to speak to. If it was indeed her package of bills that dealt with our prison system, if it was indeed her intent to see this early sentencing, you know, reduction guideline take place, or the early release guideline take place, well, then she needs to speak to it when it's not going well. And so far, all we're hearing is crawfishing from the press secretary alone, Gina Mayola, who says, well, it's the governor's leadership. That's the only reason why we're having this conversation. Well, then maybe we should have the governor's leadership come into effect because she ain't saying nothing at all. Nothing. You get my crickets sound effect? Where's my crickets? Give me some crickets. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Governor Ivey. But that's, that's the deal. If you're going to be a leader, then be a leader. And being a leader sometimes means you have to speak up, even when it's uncomfortable. Or get out front and tell us why it is what it is. Tell us, folks, I am sorry this has not gone well. I've issued an executive order. I'm telling them to hang on to this for a minute till we get to sort it out. They're not doing a good job, and I will fix it. I'm the governor. She could say that. And we would all go, whew, thank you. Glad you're in charge. Saying nothing, saying nothing at all, that's not leadership. That's abdication. And I was telling Jeff Poor this morning on his show, I said, part of, part of the thing that you look at in a governor is, like, for instance, I went with Governor Ivey myself, me personally, I did. I went and toured tornado damage with Governor Ivey in my district. And I was glad she was there. She didn't lift up debris. She didn't do any cleanup. She didn't write a check for someone's losses. She didn't, she didn't do that. She wasn't supposed to. But she was there. So what difference did it make? It showed that she was on the job and it provided assurance to the people that the governor is aware of the situation and is addressing it. That's what it does. That's why you see leaders tour disaster areas. Well, this is a disaster right now, right now. Multiple felons being released early, not being done well, victims not being notified, wrong people being, you know, processed out. And all it takes, all it takes is for one really bad situation, one violent crime, one repeat offender out of that group, just one, at a time when he or she should not have been on the street doing something to harm somebody else. And if that one happens and the governor has not addressed this, she's going to hear from the whole state. I'm just telling you. All right. Dang, Boomer. That was an entire soliloquy. I liked it. That was not even written down. I was just on a roll, brother. Must be good coffee. It's good coffee. <laughs> Take me to a break, man. We'll do that right now. We'll come right back. 
And we'll switch to the Triple Dipper, the stuff that I actually came on the show to talk about. Number one on the Dipper, go woke, go broke. We'll talk about it. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. back phil williams right side radio solid conservative and just plain right making it cool to be a conservative uh boomer the text lines are just fun today man oh they are oh i have i'm i just haven't caught up (laughs) let me give you a few of them just for fun uh gary from decatur just texted in about the thing i just said a minute ago about the prison release the early release Mm -hmm. he says thank you for calling the governor out on this prison release fiasco he said i'm still very concerned we're going to ultimately see many more liberal moves in her last term as governor she has nothing to lose anymore um, it's, it's, it, you know, I've known Kay Ivey for a while. Um, I do believe that, uh, she's not an ultra conservative, but I, but I, but I, but I don't think she's like, you know, a wingding, not, not by any stretch. I don't think she's a Mitt Romney. Uh, but I am concerned about how much is happening in her office is actually her doing it. That's, that's, that's an interesting the dynamic of this whole thing. Uh, Don from Cairo says the governor is a true lame duck. Okay. Well, there's, there's that. All right. Um, John from Huntsville, getting back to the coffee thing, he says a coffee in honor of Boomer called Hump Day Coffee. <laughs> and it's made from camel poop. <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh. On the outside of the bag, he says it can have a camel drinking coffee. He says smells great, tastes great, and never goes to waste. <laughs> God. Wow. wow. Um, oh, man. And then uh, where Roger from Ardmore says you could have uh, whiny liberal coffee made from the feces of Asian palm crickets and liberal tears. <laughs> I don't know what these people get this. Uh, Gina from Athens, and this is one of my favorites, too. She says you could just name the decaf coffee Not Woke. Ooh, not, not get it, not, yeah. Give, give me, give me the, give me the applause on that one. That was, that was, that was worth it. There we go. All right. Okay. Hey, listen, I'm jumping into the triple dipper here. So number one, go woke, go broke. Let's talk about this for a little while. So, I, I so I, I knew the segment was going to be go woke, go broke because there's new stuff out there, not the least of which is about Disney that I'll get to in a minute. But I found an article from a, a, a website called Raconteur, Raconteur. I like saying it, Raconteur, Raconteur.net. A little bit, little bit liberal, um, but it starts off dated January 19th, by the way, so it's only, what, like three weeks old? Business leaders are often reminded of the importance of being authentic, it says, and to wear their values on their sleeves, but with political conversations becoming increasingly contentious, CEOs are split on whether it's wise to wade into device, divisive discussions. Okay, Here's the thing. The whole push for ESG, you know, environmental, social, and governance, the idea that corporations should not consider themselves in existence for profits, but for, for what they can do to impact culture. Uh, unless your model, like, like for instance, Right Side Radio. Right Side Radio is a company. We are, we are, our own, we are a separate company. We're not owned by any one of the stations that we're on. We're, we're a syndicated broadcast. We have a company. We have our own offices. We have our own studio we exist for the purpose of impacting culture, all right? That's, that's why we exist, period. But, you know, Coca-Cola, no. Uh, Delta Airlines, um, no. 
Uh, I, I look at some of this and I go, you know what? Your role is to fly people from one place to the other effectively and safely and on time. Uh, your job over there is to uh, make a soft drink that people actually want to drink. And then your job over there is to build widgets and yours is to provide a service. And how about you get back to the basics? Your shareholders invested in you because that's what you do. Well, the article points out here, it says, in recent years, businesses have become increasingly vocal on social issues. Following the death of George Floyd in 2020, major corporations like Netflix, Nike, Warner Media, they all got in, on, you know, in bed with Black Lives Matter. That's my words, not the articles, but that's what it is. Uh, when the Supreme Court made its decision in Dobbs last year, overturning Roe v. Wade, well, a number of companies decided they're going to start advertising that if you work for us, we'll give you what you need to fly to another state to get your abortion and kill that child. It's, it's just amazing. They feel the need to get out in front of the issue. Disney famously got into the culture wars, trying to go to you know war with Ron DeSantis, thinking that they had it going on, that nobody would dare buck Disney. And by the way, I had a great conversation with somebody just a couple of days ago, somebody who's been a, a leader in the state for a long time uh, at the highest levels, and, and, and we were talking about the number of organizations that, that, that believe that they're almost untouchable here in this state. We have a few. And, and that's the way Disney was. Disney was the untouchable in Florida. Guess what? Ron DeSantis stood up and said, done with you. Well, Disney is paying the piper now. They tried to brand his, you know, his, his bill that prevented the sexualization of children and call it the don't say gay bill, which was ridiculous. It didn't say anybody couldn't be gay. It said K through three, that is not the role of a teacher to teach a child about, you know, LGBTQ lifestyles and sexualization. Keep it out of the classrooms. Let them be kids. And Disney got all in it. They got all in it. And now Ron DeSantis is the only one step further. He's, he's pulled $2 billion of his state treasury's funds out of BlackRock because BlackRock is all into ESG investing. We've got Lego CEO, Lego CEO, Niles Christensen. He spoke at the World Economic Forum not long ago. He said he believes that although it's important for businesses to take a stance on certain issues that they should only when it relates to issues that which they have an active stake. In other words, he's trying to take a moderate line. If there's something going on that impacts your company, he's saying, then decide what to do. But if it doesn't touch your company's business, you're best staying out of it. You think? He says in his words, says, you don't want to have CEOs that have an opinion about everything. I need to be very careful. He said, I don't mix my personal political beliefs with the stance that we have as a company. I got news. Legos, that's his company, Legos Toys, they are purchased by both liberals and conservatives. They are purchased by both Democrats and Republicans. And you run the risk of alienating an entire section of your purchasing base. And, and most of us out here, I mean, how many times have we gotten just irritated with the idea of Coca-Cola or, and I'm, by the way, I'm a big Coca-Cola fan, but you, you find out they're saying things that don't align with your views to the extent that you second guess whether you want to even buy their product. How many people have stopped going to Disney? Well, all said and done, a lot. So we're going to come back from this break and we're going to talk about this whole go woke and go broke scenario that we're seeing play out around us. It's real. People are fighting back and they're fighting back with their pocketbooks. Y'all stay tuned. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We will be right back.
right side ruffians out there, you are listening to... You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios. Man, the local, the state, the national, covering down on all the issues. And, yep, like the dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Hey, coming up, bottom of the hour, you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Boomer and McQueen, we do it every week. Uh, I think Thursday has become the day, right, Boom? That's pretty much the day. Uh, that is the day. The day for Boomer and McQueen. Yes. Like, don't schedule nobody else. Boomer <laughs> McQueen's on that day. Yeah, y'all, yeah you got to tune in. <laughs> Donald Trump wants to be No, I'm sorry. We have, sorry. we have Boomer McQueen that day. <laughs> Tell him to pick another day. Um, all right, back to this number one of the Triple Dipper. Go woke, go broke. So in case you hadn't heard, story on Fox Business. The news is out as of yesterday. Uh, the Walt Disney Company has announced it is trimming its payroll by 7,000 employees. God, gosh. I mean, I don't know how many they have. but that's About 220,000. They have 220,000 Across employees? the world. Shut my mouth. I looked it up this morning. I saw, I saw really? that. Yeah, I was like, wait, that's a lot of people. Look at you. I just wanted to see how many were actually employed. I'm just I'm impressed by that. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but the Walt Disney Company announced it's trimming its payroll by some 7,000 employees, becoming the latest major firm to cut jobs as economic uncertainty weighs. I would suggest it's more than that. I would suggest that they have made themselves less popular than they used to be. There are people that they're 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 losing money because it's not just on the you know anti Ron DeSantis don't say gay bill ah. Uh, you know, and, 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 and fighting with the state of Florida, biting the hand that feeds them, basically. But there's also the fact that they've been doing a pretty poor job of deciding how to do their programming, and their programming is starting to really suck. I mean, they're starting to get woke cartoons out there. They had last year, they took an epic loss on the movie Lightyear. And, and, and Boomer, you've seen the Toy Story series movies, I'm sure, haven't yes. you? Yes. Have your kids old enough to see Toy Story yet? Uh, yeah, it packs. So, yeah, okay, so little guy mm-hmm. saw it, but uh, my grandson saw Toy Story for the first time the other day. Okay. And it was big doings. Big doings. He liked it. Liked it a lot. <laughs> so it's successful. So yeah. multi-generation. So it came out when my kids were little. Now my kids' kids are watching it, loving it, and yet they had the movie Lightyear last year that... Um, a lot of folks just said, "Well, we're not doing that. We're not. We're not doing the whole got to have gay characters and they have to kiss each other in the cartoon." Yep. Nope. Yep. No. You, you don't need that. Nope. Not doing it. Absolutely. Uh, and Disney slashing seven thousand jobs. Go woke. Go broke. Hmm. So, article here on USA Today, dated January fourth. So it's just a little over a month old. It says woke mind virus, corporate wokeness. Why red America has declared war on corporate America. This is a. This is basically. This is trying to make it out as, well, it's all those, those MAGA Republicans that are after. It's all, no, it's not. It's like, you know, everyday Joe and Jane are just sick of it. How about do your job, corporation? How about do that thing that you've always been good at that you just decided to, you know, put on the back burner so you could be good at being socially active? Elon Musk, it says, the billionaire CEO of Twitter and Tesla calls it a woke mind virus. Ron DeSantis calls it corporate wokeness. Republicans say they're fighting back against the unchecked influence of illiberal activists in executive suites and boardrooms. 
grievances, and it names a few, are things like when Delta Airlines opposed Georgia's restrictive voting laws. They didn't just oppose it, by the way. They slammed it. They slammed their own state. Delta Airlines got busy at getting stupid, and they got woke, and it turns out that what they were saying was happening wasn't even happening, and that the, the, the voter rolls didn't diminish. Nobody was disenfranchised. They had record turnout. And guess what? They elected Democrats to the U.S. Senate. So how do you like me now, Delta Airlines? But they got so woke to make, you know, to make friends with BLM. Citigroup, um, paying for Texas employees to travel out of state for abortions. Okay. Companies suspending campaign donations to Republicans who denied the result of the 2020 presidential election. You know, I've noticed that, um, by the way, I'm on record, my, I, my time on Fox and Friends, as a state senator, uh, uh, inviting um, In-N-Out Burger from California to Alabama. Well, they're going to Tennessee instead, but that just happened. In-N-Out Burger was ostracized in California for giving money to Republican candidates. Huh. Well, people are sick of that stuff. Matt Schlapp, who's the chair of the American Conservative Union, said, none of this has anything to do with running their companies. Is it really the job of a corporate CEO to be the head of the DNC or the head of the AFL-CIO or the head of Planned Parenthood? And I would suggest, no, it's not. In a report, it says, prepared for the National Center for Public Policy Research called Balancing the Boardroom, How Conservatives Can Combat Corporate Wokeness. Here's a quote for you. In this public policy research manual, it says, quote, American corporations hyper-politicized and corrupt as many may be, are among the few public institutions where there's still a fighting chance to reverse course. The point being made there is that shareholders do have a say, and the public has a say. If you're a publicly traded company and people have bought shares in your company, they expect a return on your investment. In fact, Mr. Boardroom Guy, you have a fiduciary obligation to maximize your shareholder investments. You do. It's legal. It's binding to the extent that you can even bring a, a shareholder's suit against the company. It's called a shareholder derivative action. If you see that your investment is being crushed by decisions of the boardroom that were conscious, you can bring suit against it. And then we, as, as you know, the, the, the end user customer, we can just choose not to buy it. And it's happening a lot. Go, woke, go broke is real. Got a piece here from Fox. Came out January. January 1st, actually. Started off the year with this one. Go woke, go broke. Liberal movies, books, and TVs that bombed in 2022. I told you about the, um, uh, the, the, the Pixar movie, which is part of the D Disney franchise for Toy Story Lightyear. It failed to meet expectations in a big, big way. Only earned $51 million overall at the box office, which sounds like a lot of money, but not when you compare it to how much it cost to make it. Uh, they also had an openly, uh, I mean, a, a, an openly LGBT, LGBTQ character in a movie called Strange World, uh, animated film last year that had a whopping $180 million budget, only took in $24 million. One of the biggest losses in the box office in decades. And so Disney's just getting, they're firing 7,000 people? Well, maybe it's because, not just the economy, y'all, maybe it's because they're leaving their constituency behind, and it's crushing them. How about this? Another film focused on LGBTQ characters called Bros did not even move the needle at the box office. The New York Times suggested that homophobia was the reason. Well, how about this? We just don't want to see it. It was a bad movie with a bad script, and oh, by the way, it was so woke that nobody wanted to go. There's a new movie out called Amsterdam. Robert De Niro 
who has a whole section in the movie where it appears that he was what he's really doing is is telling off Trump in the movie because you know he's a major anti-Trump guy. Uh, some even argued that Amsterdam, the movie, was made as a result of the director's total distaste for Trump in general. And guess what? It's bombed at the at the at the at the, at the movie theater. Did you know, by the way, Boomer, that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she actually had a, um, a documentary about uh, um, climate change? Really? You hadn't heard that? I, I don't think I have. I don't think anybody has. Okay. <laughs> On average, it made about $80 each theater that it played in. $80? It, it was in theaters? Apparently. <laughs> I'm just saying. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that I would just be better off with a cup of coffee and a maple bacon donut. Mm. Uh, Jamel Hill's memoir, Uphill, also had a rocky start, sold only 5,000 copies. Uh, comedian John Stewart, he got so woke, Apple TV took him on, and the show bombed. It's already done, I think is, is what I heard last. But then it's not, just, it's not just the corporate boardrooms. Here's what's interesting. It is possible sometimes for government to forget its place. <laughs> yeah. So what happens when government gets woke? Well, government can go broke, too. Phil, what are you talking about? Well, how about all of the things that are happening right now with subsidizing the Green New Deal? How about the fact that so much of our taxpayer dollars are wrapped up in the Inflation Reduction Act and in the $1.7 trillion spending spree? And they're paying for things that are not sustainable, and government is doing it. Well, then you got situations like this one. comes from England. In Birmingham, England, because it's not Birmingham, it's Birmingham. In Birmingham, England, the Birmingham Mail is talking about the fact that the Birmingham, I'm having a hard time saying it, <laughs> Birmingham, England's council put in place what they called a clean air zone. So, Birmingham, let me get you this. You're driving down the road, suddenly you cross into a different part of town, and you get pulled over. Your first thought is what? Speeding. Okay. Yeah. Which knowing you is very possible. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, all right, you get pulled over. Uh, the Bobby comes up to the window. Come right, on. right, sir. He didn't, what does he, he ask for? Does he ask for your license, you think? Your, your, your proof of registration? I, I would already have it ready. Maybe what he also asked for is your proof of being a clean air zone approved vehicle. I wouldn't have that. <laughs> No, both of us are driving trucks. It's not going to happen, right? Definitely wouldn't have it. Well, that's what they're trying to do in Birmingham, England right now. Wow. The city has put in place a thing called a CAZ, a clean air zone, and you get fined if your vehicle is not approved to be in that part of town. So if you work there, what do you do? Or if you got to get to the hospital, that's the quickest way. What do you do? Anyway, the city council, it says, has been overwhelmed by the number of motorists who are not only failing to comply, but they're (laughs) refusing to pay their penalties. It says 50,000 drivers have been penalized every single month since they put 50,000 50, per month. Oh, my goodness. And they are finding it impossible to collect the cash. <laughs> says 52,068 penalty charges were issued just in November alone. The story just came out uh, two weeks ago. Um, that's 1,735 a day. I mean, is any how can anybody even drive if they're all being pulled over? What do they have, like a gate you have to go through? It says, once again, showing huge numbers of drivers ignoring the clean air zone or, for that matter, is not understanding how it works and where it operates. This is, this is when wokeness creates brokeness right here. You can quote me on that. You like that? Wokeness creates brokeness. All right. Take me to a break, Boomer. We'll do that. We'll come right back, and I'll put a lid on this one pretty quick. Go woke, go broke, and then bottom of the hour. Do you have a caller on the line for me? I was trying to 
Tell him I'm so sorry. I just must have been too much coffee. I will get right back to him. My gosh. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. back phil williams right side radio solid conservative and just plain right and going straight to the phones because i did not even realize that brian from huntsville was on the line when i was just gabbing away brian how you doing buddy i'm doing reasonably well (laughs) and uh just uh listening to go woke go broke and i was thinking about when i canceled my disney subscriptions about Uh, a year and a half ago was uh, when uh a lady named gina carrera yes from the mandalorian got fired because she had some conservative tweets. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yet the uh yet the lead guy way out there on the left, he can get away with anything he wants to say. It, Forgive me, but uh please, if you're an actor, be an actor, please also tell me your opinion. But don't let the politics how do you say determine your employment. Uh, it, Totally agree, and 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 Gina Carano, by the way, was a was a key part of that show, The Mandalorian. I mean, she was she was like a much loved character, and and it created all kinds of firestorm when they let her go simply because she chose to let her conservative views be known. And by the way, her tweets were not even that offensive; they were just conservative. No, not at all. And and uh, they, she was gorgeous too, and everything. But she's got biceps that are twice the size that I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, and she could she could probably beat both of us up at the same time, you know. But she was an MMA fighter, but even still, um, yeah, I, I I totally agree. It's 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 just something else. Well, listen, man, I got one more phone call. I appreciate you hanging on during the break, Brian. Yeah. Take care. I got Steve from Huntsville on there. Steve from Huntsville, how you doing, bud? Hey, man, right side ruffian here. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Glad of it. What's on your mind? <laughs> Love it. I want to tell you real quickly. Uh, try try not to drag it out. Uh, I have a little, uh, I'm retired, retired engineer, conservative, uh, save my money all these years and, you know, do the right thing, live within your means, you know, how, how engineers are. Right. And I was fortunate enough to buy a, a nice little condo on the, on the beach investment property, uh, about eight years ago. And I've been managing it myself, uh, renting it all the time, you know, just, just to try to keep it covered and all. And, uh, I, I think about that place a lot because I never really wasn't like a small businessman, and this is sort of, it is sort of a small business in a sense because I, I have cleaning people, repair people that, that help me on everything, you know. Uh, it, it's a nice little unit, stays rented, but I think about the things that, that, that the government is imposing on people with property. You can't, you can't charge rent for a year. Uh, uh. We want to control how much you can charge, uh, who, you can char- who you can rent to, uh, having to take people, you know, homeless people in and just have at it, y'all. But I've still got to make my bills. Got to still make my payments. Uh, I still got to keep the place up and, and keep it functional. It just drives me insane to think about what they, what a lot of them are willing, gleefully, to do to people. And and I and I think about that, uh, you know, how that would affect me personally. It just it just makes me so sad. But you know, uh, we've just got to find ways to to break free of all the. Uh, 
control that everybody's imposing on us from that other side. And uh, and basically what you're saying, uh, too, is in, in your case, uh, the government has the ability to go woke and make you broke, is what you're saying. Yes, exactly. And, and yeah, and, and uh, tell you what you can do with it and, and just basically impose so many uh, restrictions on, on, on living your life that it, it I, I don't know. I'm going to be okay. I'm, I'm an old guy, and I'll just cruise on through. But my kids and then my grandkids, who I love so much, it, it really makes me sad for their, you know, all the right side. I'm sorry, <laughs> all the wokeness and everything that's, that's being thrown at them. Uh, geez, I, I just don't know where it's going to end, man. Well, just, Steve, Steve, I mean, what, what it takes, brother, is, is people like us, uh, you, I, Boomer, all of us, uh, all the right side ruffians and everybody else out there in right land have got to just speak up and make sure that we're – we're on the hunt for people who will uh, espouse our values when they get into office. But hey, let's exactly. we, we, we got to run, Steve. But thanks for the call. And um, and I and oh, I, I enjoy your show every day, man. Hey, thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. Keep uh, it going. Outstanding. Keep it going. Um, he's got a great point. You know, it's 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 interesting when you see things being thrust on us by government. And here I am talking about go woke, go broke. And I'm really referring to corporations that go woke, then they go broke because they lose their sales. But he's got a point. He's got a point that there are times, like I did that clean air zone thing in Birmingham, England, there's times when government gets its own agenda and it forgets that government is there to support the people, not to make life different. That's not their role. I mean, it's one thing to say provide for the common defense and to have the policing powers and to, and to you know, to do certain things to provide infrastructure and schools. Those are, those are essential functions of government. But then when you start doing things like what we've been seeing, where uh, President Biden is still, still making it difficult. And some cities like New York City especially are making things difficult for landlords. And there are people who actually, they make their living off of being property managers and they can't collect rent. And so people are living there for free and the landlord is supposed to suck it up. How many of those homes are, you know, not being cared for, Will? And oh, by the way, how many of those homes are financed? So how does a landlord pay his mortgage on the home that's supposed to be covered by the rent? Anyway, last thing I got here from the hill.com. Hill.com has a piece that came out just uh, yesterday. It says, can companies be virtuous and still turn a profit? Well, it it points out about ESG. ESG started off in a thing they used to call corporate social responsibility or CSR, a business concept that's kind of gained traction in two decades. But the reality is they refer to it as virtuous. In my opinion, you're not exactly being virtuous if your goal is to promote an agenda that is contrary to what your shareholders asked for you to do as a company. It's time for you to get back to basics and recognize that if you go woke, you go broke. All right, coming up next, Boomer and McQueen. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Listening to Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right. Hey, 
And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, covering all of North Alabama. I'm talking about way down south of Birmingham to up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back over yonder to Gadsden, parts of Georgia, Tennessee, and Mississippi thrown in just for good measure. <laughs> all right, we are back with like what has become my favorite moment of the week. Uh, so I, I've got Boomer's on the show every day, but what you don't know is in the background is his better three quarters, and, and that would be that would be that would be McQueen. And they do have the brand new podcast, uh, the podcast being called The Right Life. Boomer and McQueen talking about the right life and just what it means to to you know to raise kids and walk the walk in the middle of this kind of crazy world. But right now we do our time where I ask them questions. Boomer oh, yeah. and the Queen. Boomer and the Queen. How you doing, McQueen? Ready for it. Yeah? Yes. You I, sure? This, this has become like a favorite part of my week, too. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> I, only get, I only get a little bit stressed out, but yeah, then mostly, <laughs> mostly excited. <laughs> well, and I, I got I to gotta lay it out there. that there, the, the, the first question out the gate I what, gave to y'all we, in advance this time. But we haven't done the... Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I still got to do another sound effect, but yeah, I want to play we one gotta of work them, on that. Least. That'll be priority. Okay, but the, the, the Boomer McQueen can officially start now. Right. <laughs> okay, so um, the camel has spoken three times. Uh, all right, so I, I confession, I did give y'all a question in advance because you did this one. This one's gonna have to have some legwork on it. I mean, I, I anticipated. Then again, maybe y'all were ready. I don't know, but here's the question. And by the way, I, I told Boomer earlier. When I was going through training early on to be a young life leader, you know, they were talking about things like, do you know how to share your testimony? Well, sure I do. Do you really? Mm-hmm. You know, when you start thinking about how to actually say stuff that's meaningful to you, you realize you want the right words and you also want to be succinct and you don't want to yes. chase rabbits. And, you mm-hmm. and so the point was made to me, okay, if you got in an elevator and somebody asked you that important question, like, you know, why do you believe what you believe? Between ground and 10th floor, could you give the elevator speech and be succinct and on point? Well, you gave us till Ooh. the 15th floor. I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, did, you did give me till the 15th floor. And that was something that you did. I mean, like you just touched on, I had to think about it because it's like, okay, I could touch on this point and this point and this point and this point. You only and then got I had 15 to, floors. But I only had 15 <laughs> floors to do. It depends on how fast that elevator is. Yes. There's some of those old school ones versus, yeah. Yeah. Go go ahead and anticipate you may have three to five seconds per floor. Okay. All right. Well, that being said, here was the question. I'll read it the way I wrote it to y'all. You get in an elevator to ride to the 15th floor. Somebody sees your right life shirt and they ask, why are you a conservative? How do you explain it succinctly on the short elevator ride? Boomer, you actually wrote yours out. I wrote mine out because I I had to. I wanted to, I had to try to size all of my thoughts into one thing. You, you Consolidate. Look like, you look Consolidate. Like you're, I have an moment over there. I was. I was like, ah, I don't know. But I'll, I'll go in and say it to you. Okay. All right. So here, here's my thought. So I said, you know, I'm a conservative because I do not believe in coddling any particular identity. I believe as a nation, it is our right and privilege to life, liberty, religion, free speech, and to defend ourselves and our family. Our world is getting more dangerous by the day, and I believe we must remain the strongest military power on earth fully prepared to defend what is most dear to us and not worry about hurting any el- anyone else's feelings, but being the strongest and the best that we can be. I believe life starts at conception and killing that life is inexplicably wrong. I believe we should have a government of law and not of men. Competition should be encouraged and government intervention should only be limited. 
You want to know why I'm a conservative? It's because I believe that this nation is great, strong, and was built on God, and we should not stray. Oh, wait, is this your floor? You can go on and get off. <laughs> I think you made that in 14 floors. That was... That was uh, well done. So that was, was it. Dude, that was... Okay, so uh, so then the, then the question is, so you wrote it out, which helped you think through the words. I did, yeah. Um, could, you, could you give it off the cuff? I mean, after reading it a few times, I bet I could. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was well done. That was that was that was well done, and 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 I I agree. And it makes you. By the way, when you realize you got to do an elevator speech, it makes you have to work the words. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, and I would challenge anybody out there listening: if there's an important topic to you, recognize that while you may be given the opportunity to give a full-on speech about it, at the same time, you may only get an elevator pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it's your turn. What you got? Don't you say well, ditto. Don't you do it. Oh, that was my, that was my response. That, that was well done, babe. <laughs> ditto, oh, ditto to that. Because he did a better job preparing than I did on this one. <laughs> I just kind of thought more, okay, these are my bullet points, and this is why I'm conservative. All right, bullet point. And I think, you know, just like all our God-given liberties, they should be fought for. Um, and not only, I think the, the biggest thing to me is like individual freedom. And that's something that we're losing by the day. And our government should not just try to maintain those, but increase those liberties and freedoms. Um, I think that just government should be reduced. And I think the smaller the government, the less corruption there's going to be, which is a huge problem in the world these days. So I think our government should be reduced, um, and just have more of those checks and balances. And I think just kind of, I'm gonna hit on the last thing being that all of us are created in the image of God, and that's counts, or that's that's for the, the you know the baby in a, in a mom's stomach. You know we are all created and knit knit together by God, and that's something we're going to fight for. So those are kind of my big ones. Oh man, that's cool. Mm. That's all right. So that's that's just good stuff. All right. Um, but the, the cool thing is, I, and I hope you guys are picking this up in the audience. They didn't just say that for my benefit. That's what they believe. Um, mm-hmm. um, to my but, core, and I can really get fired up about this stuff too. So oh, yeah. <laughs> The, uh, yes. Well, and, and that's that's but, but see that's what's necessary. And, and I tell you what's so encouraging to me. And we talk about it this you know once in a while. I'm an older generation than y'all. I'm I'm a generation ahead of you. Um, I'm already seeing my grandbabies come up. My grandkids are about the same age as your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 so that being said, uh, I, I I hear what you guys say. I see my own and hear my own kids say those things, which I'm thankful for. Um, but it does me good to know there's another generation of people that actually still believe the same things that I believe as a generation. So huge, yep. huge Woo! elevator speech. Is this your floor, sir? <laughs> Is this your floor? <laughs> All right. Um, next question. Do we have time? Yes, we do. Yeah, All right, next we got question. time. Okay. Here's, here's, here's the next question for you. I'm throwing it out there. You ready? So there's all kinds of talk out there right now in culture about following one's own truth. Follow your, Oprah says, what is your truth? Um, whatever. Um, abortion, <laughs> transgender minors, critical race theory, yada, yada. Let me ask you this. In your opinion, what's the difference between somebody having a valid difference of opinion versus they're just plain wrong? What's the difference? <laughs> is there, is there, can, can uh, someone have a difference of opinion and just different than you in the political social sense? Or is, are there times when they're just wrong and there's no way out of it? Okay. And if so, give me an example. I'm good to go first, I guess. Okay, I'm going to go first again. He's, he's pretty gamey today. <laughs> he's ready. I'm, he I'm is on it today. Okay, this is what I think. If somebody's coming to me and telling me all of their whatever, all of their opinions, all, all their wokeness, all their wokeness, in my eyes, I'm like, okay, fine. You can believe whatever you want to believe as long as you do it to yourself. If you start to try to inflict it on me and my family, and you start to tell me I have to do something, 
when I know and believe that it is wrong, that is when it starts to get wrong. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a, I, I was thinking that this morning when I was thinking through the questions for today's segment, I thought, yeah, I think one of the, it's perfect. I think one of the biggest differences is when someone takes what they believe to be their own truth and they demand that you acknowledge, no more than acknowledge that you, you adhere to their version of truth. Mm-hmm. Cause I think we could also like, I could have an opinion on something and also know that like, I can't think of something specific right now, but I might be wrong, but be like, you know, this is my opinion. Like, it's probably not right, but it's my opinion. And I feel very strongly about that. But yeah, when it becomes the, you know, truth and like what he said, trying to inflict it on, on other people. But also I think it's important to be able to hear both sides, you know, or hear someone's opinion and also be able to share with them the truth, not your truth, the truth, which is going to, usually it's going to be something biblical and it's from the Bible. That's going to be the source of truth on pretty much all these topics. Uh. It's that's, I'm going to go to the Bible, see what it says there. And then that's going to tell me what's wrong, what's opinion and what's right and what's true. Mm. Um, so I think that's going to be kind of like the main thing, but being able to listen to someone, hear someone out and see, okay, I understand why you think that or why that's your opinion or what you've gone through has, has influenced you to think this way let's talk it out a little bit. Like I actually just watched a clip the other day and it was on abortion and it was, I can't remember what, uh, if it was, I can't remember who it was, but anyways, they, they were talking to people about just if they're pro-life, kind of what their, their say, uh, say was yeah. on everything. And it was so cool in the course of like three minutes, this lady that was completely pro-choice, a hundred percent, it's their body. You know, it's not, not your body. It's my body. I can choose what I want to do within three minutes. Th- and, and they didn't really pressure her at all. They showed her a, cl- a quick video because they said, can you show me or tell me exactly what happens during an abortion? She's like, nope, I actually don't really know. They showed like a 20-second clip. She was in tears, mortified. Within three minutes, she was like pro-life, pro-life, absolutely, and everybody should watch this video. This is, And it was just amazing. And she had grandkids, and it was amazing. But it was mm. just like the people that were interviewing, they didn't go at her saying, you're wrong, you're wrong. That's your, you know, they went like, Talk to us. They Let's spoke hear the why. Truth. Uh-huh. And they had their elevator pitch. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that's a great point. I think there are times there are times when something can just be wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I, in my opinion, there are certain thresholds. Uh, uh, the, the question of abortion, I think, is one you bring that mm-hmm. up. I think there's there's. I a, think I bring that up every week. What's okay? <laughs> I clearly it's, it's, feel it's, very it's, strongly it's a real about deal. it. But then you know the other one, uh, transgender surgeries on minors. Oh. I mean, how can you possibly say that a kid can make decisions about their own sexuality when they don't even know what shoes they want to wear mm-hmm. to school. Um, and then, you know, and so I, I find that to be wrong from the get-go. I have a hard time finding any common ground with someone who believes in transgender therapies on minors. Um, and then, you know, I, I look at some of what you just said, Boomer. Part of it, too, is, like, for instance, you may believe that um, uh, electronic vehicles are the way to go. You're fine. Yeah. Don't tell me I have to drive right. one. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's There's a difference. You may believe that the COVID vaccine was the best thing in the world for you. Don't tell me I lose my job if I don't get one. Yeah. Do not inflict that on me. Yeah, exactly. me to do something. So, yeah. so, so part of the difference is, I, I believe there is true. I think you're perfectly, you guys both nailed it. The only two things I could think of were sometimes things are wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. They just are. And sometimes, too, they're wrong if they're inflicted on us by those who believe in their own truth. Mm. You guys just, God, y'all are... And I 100% agree with that, that there are there's some, both. There's some things that are just like what just you just wrong. stated. Just, just wrong. plain wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Y'all are awesome. Let's take it to a break, but oh, we'll do that right man. now. We'll come right back. Uh, there's a piece of this segment we do where they get to ask me a question, which always gives me little paroxysms of fear. <laughs> and then uh, if we have time for it, their choice on stupidest story of the week, which I got to, I got to, 
I got a hint of what boomers might be. <laughs> it's got to rank up there with stupidest. That one might win. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Saving the world one soundbite at a time. I'm back here with two of my favorite people in the whole wide world. So, uh, Boomer and McQueen, <laughs> host of the new uh, podcast in the uh, Right Side Multiverse, uh, the, the the Right Life with Boomer and McQueen. You guys, uh, just by the way, we're already getting great response off of that Um and, okay. and, 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 and we're having it. a blast doing it. That's good. That's good. Uh, okay, so this is the part of the Boomer McQueen segment where y'all ask me a question, any question. I don't know what the question is in advance. Woo. I'm going over to you first, ladies first. I'm if first we have time today. for both, we'll All do right. it. But what, what you got? All right. I believe you maybe kind of touched on this a little bit yesterday. But what is your – but for people that missed it, and just to kind of give a synopsis, what is your take on Biden's State of the Union address the other night? Oh, oh. man. Oh, actually, could we – could we add something to that? Gonna, just gonna are you going to one-up me? Are you going to combine no. your questions? <laughs> I mean, because that's good, but what if you said... But mine's if, better. You're okay. going to so pay for Got this it. later, I can I'm tell already. I'm totally going to pay for this. <laughs> but it's, it kind of goes on, okay, what was your thoughts? But what if you were another nation hearing Biden's speech? Oh. Like China, North Korea, or Russia. Okay. What would be your right. thoughts? If you will excuse me one second. McQueen, would you mind if we advanced your question a little bit? I, I'm okay. We can add it. that one in. He, you're right. He will pay for it later. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. but I'd be curious oh, your man. thoughts on both on that too. Okay. So uh, as for the State of the Union address, I mean, obviously, I, now I'm biased. Let's go ahead and admit it. I, I, I come at it as a conservative who, mm-hmm. I mean, even his mannerisms irritate me sometimes. You know, the the the, the whisper Biden or the <laughs> hair smelling Biden or the you angry. know the the angry Joe when angry Joe starts off. Show me one. Just show me one. You know, whatever. Corn Pop was a mean dude. But um, so uh, I felt like that uh, the in general sense, I felt like it was a liberal wish list. Mm-hmm. He talked about um, he talked about unity and, you know, and, and, and getting together on things and y'all get on board. But what he was really saying was do my stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what he was saying. He wasn't he wasn't telling anybody where he was going to go meet them in the middle. He just wanted them to come to his side. Now, your your question, Boomer, though, taking it a step further was, if I were another nation, what would I think? Is that what you're saying? Right. If you were another nation, what would you think? And, like, would you have any, like, call to action or anything like that? Because of- Well, I tell you what. Uh, if I were let's, – let's pick our adversaries. If I were Russia, Iran, China, North Korea, um, or some of the factions that are out there, like, you know, the, 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 the non-state actors, you know, the terrorist organizations, mm-hmm. uh, I would be less worried. Mm-hmm. I would not be intimidated. Um, I would find this to be a situation where, dang, it's a good thing Trump didn't get elected because <laughs> yep. look what we got. What What do you want to do tomorrow? You know. Yeah. Um, I would. I would not feel. Not, you know. You know. The, the very idea that he let a, um, a, a a Chinese spy balloon traverse the entire oh. length of the United States, and then the only thing he said in his State of the Union was, 
And last week we showed that we will stand up to China. Did you? <laughs> Did you really? And if China's watching that, they're going, oh, okay. Let's do it again. He, if that's what he's got. Um, so, no, I think, I think the, the, the quick summary there is if I were another nation, especially one of our adversaries in the world, uh, I, would, um, I would not be concerned. Yep. There was not nothing I heard in there that made me pause. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't slow down my bad acting. I don't try to improve relations with the U.S. I don't worry about what they're going to do to me tomorrow, whether my trade uh, negotiations are going to be bad or good. I'm just going to go ahead and do what I do because I'm not worried. Yep. Mm. There you go. And that goes back to that elevator pitch in the beginning where we want to be a, not, not be the, this weak country that we've mm. That's right. become. Yep. yep, 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 yep. All right, we got awesome. a couple mm. minutes left. So uh, the, the, the crazy part of this segment is when I ask you guys, what's the stupidest, <laughs> stupidest story of the week? Uh, who's going first on this one? I'll go quick because you kind of maybe shared a little bit of yours, Boomer, and that was good. So the this actually happened this past week, and a six-year-old was playing on Daddy's phone and started ordering over $1,000 from Grubhub, no. and no one figured it out, or Dad didn't know until... You know, Chinese restaurant delivers, and then, or, you know, all these different, because they're all different Grubhub orders. So he's sitting there eating $200 of shrimp, you know, Greek food, all sorts of stuff. And they said they ended up having neighbors come over. I'm having neighbors come over. And and in return, um, Grubhub is offering them a $1,000 gift card to Grubhub. So, you know what I'm saying? Well, they came out like bandits on that one. They got a a 19-course meal and a $1,000 gift certificate. So there we go. Where was that? Do you know where it was? Oh. I could tell you, but I don't was know. Was that your house? <laughs> well, I hope it wasn't mine. Yeah, yeah, I know that. I, hopefully, that's not him. That out small there group the you had last night. Uh, <laughs> you fed a lot of people. You didn't, she didn't tell you. It was in uh, Michigan. Michigan. Wow. Yep. Okay. Wow. What, Thousand dollars in What's yours, up? boom? With about a minute and a half to go. What do um, you got? I found one that six doctors swallowed Lego heads for science. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> With six doctors? Do you, yeah. think, do you think they and went the, like, ooh, pick me, pick me. I want to be one of the six. Yeah. I, so, no, they all swallowed the Lego heads for science. Little but toy the, Lego heads. Yeah, little toy Lego heads. So, But <laughs> the, it's funny is the title is Six Doctors Swallowed Lego Heads for Science. Here's what came out. <laughs> <laughs> this too tell shall pass. More, tell us more. I want to wait. I want to know. Did what, were they trying? Was it a race? Was it like no, one guy it, goes, "I won"? No, it was more so. One of the doctors, uh, you know, ate, ate a Lego when he was a kid, and then they always see parents coming in, um, you know, yeah. really worried about their kids eating Legos and Lego heads, and um, they just wanted to do an experiment and see how long it so took long to pass. How long so, it took to pass. I, we're worried. We're worried it, about teenagers who eat Tide Pods on a challenge, <laughs> but we've got highly trained medical professionals who get together and over a beer they go, "Hey, man, let's eat some Lego let's heads. Do see some what Lego happens." Heads. Yeah, and then, so are, and then I want to know the result. And we text each other every day. You seen it yet? I ain't seen it yet. You seen it yet? I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Joe wins. Joe wins. <laughs> Joe has always been so regular. <laughs> <laughs> He eats his greens. <laughs> yeah, like, Joe's got more roughage in his diet. Oh, 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 that's a great question, though. Did they have to eat the same things over the next few days? Till, till they, till I guess they they basically just wanted to see how long it took to pass, and and then it, did they um, say you're right? It should be it, a very controlled say. experiment. They should have eaten very, the same thing. It's usually in a in a regular fashion, you know, depending on your diet. They should have had uh, to control said, it though. At the like, very the end, they said don't. Don't eat um, batteries. They did say that. I don't know where that came from. Don't eat batteries. They said that's really bad for you.
<laughs> okay, you heard it first on Right Side Radio. Just make don't, sure you don't need any don't batteries. Don't need batteries. Guys. We're saving lives here today, man. <laughs> oh, <it's> just, <laughs> all right, folks, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, Boomer and McQueen. Check them out on the Right Life Podcast, part of the multiverse of Right Side. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. side ruffians out there you are listening to you're listening live to right side radio with phil williams it's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side right side radio solid conservative and just plain right Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios. Man, the local, the state, the national. We cover down on all the issues. And like that dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, we are in hour number three. How did that happen? I mean... Having too much fun. I'm saying. That's that's exactly what it is. So, yeah. But hour number three here, 4.06 p.m., and I got to tell you, the text lines, Boomer, did you see the text line? The it's blowing up. Oh, I, got, I was trying to go through a lot of them just during the break. Talking about, uh, so like uh, <laughs> Brad from Limestone County, Brad from Limestone County, I guess in relation to uh, the Boomer uh, and McQueen segment we just did, says, don't eat batteries, don't snort fire ants. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and boys are boys and girls are girls. There. <laughs> He says things that used to be common sense, but modern Americans don't believe them unless you can produce a study saying so. Is there a study that says don't snort fire dance, fire ants? I, I don't know. There could be. I'm, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm having pain in my nasal passages just thinking about snorting fire ants. Uh, Brian from Huntsville just texted in. Says we need an old-fashioned tent revival, potluck dinner. Need to travel to a park close to all of you. I'm, I'm saying. Um, John from Huntsville says, oh, we could have Royal Boom Coffee. <laughs> Royal Boom Coffee, fit for a queen, is still guaranteed to have an explosion of coffee goodness in every sip. Uh, the official coffee of Boomer McQueen. Um, uh, what we got here? Uh, Charlie from Huntsville uh, says, answer to your 15-4 question, why are you conservative? Answer, why are you not? <laughs> I like that one. That's, that one didn't even get past the second floor. Nope. Yeah, pretty sure it's a long ride after that. (laughs) Staring each other down. Staring each other down. Uh, What else we got? Uh, Brandy from Athens says, in addition to uh, Brad's comments, don't smoke poison ivy. Don't smoke poison ivy? (laughs) Did somebody do that? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's somebody that did this. Oh, my gosh. James from Harvest says, my face hurts. You guys had me laughing so much. (laughs) Uh, Scott from Russell, doctor, hold my beer. Watch this. That's exactly right. (laughs) Six, not just one, six of them. Six of them. Six of them. Here, I, let's tell you what. I, I wonder right, if they ready, got that. Ready, set, go. I wonder if they got that. Really? I wonder if they got that study funded. Oh, <laughs> I wonder if it was funded. What do they have photographs? Oh. Proof. proof. How do we have, do we have proof? I don't know. If... What do you have to do? Do you have to mount a toilet in, the, in a, a, a toilet cam to, uh... <laughs> gosh. Bob from Decatur. 
I think if it was another nation, this is regard to, I guess, me answering the question about the, um, the State of the Union. Mm-hmm. I think if, it was a, if I was another nation, I would say this is the weakest we've ever seen them, and it's time to take advantage of this opportunity. That's mm. Yeah, so Chris from Alabama, great segment. Boomer, if you can, update this number. Oh, yeah. oh, I see, okay, I say he's got his name there. You just changed I changed it. it. Yeah, I changed I got it. You. He's giving you. I'm reading his <laughs> message to you. Phil said Chris from Alabama last time. Now it's Chris from Capshaw. Now that I now that I clicked on it, it actually updated. So Chris from Capshaw, from now on, we have you down correctly, sir. Uh, JT from Lacey Springs. My stupid story of the week, Minnesota becomes a trans refuge state. Yes, mm. it was. That's I, That one just falls into the maddening category, too. Mm-hmm. Jeff from Indiana. Great segment. Lots of deep thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Joe from Owens Crossroads. I found that college paper. Wait, hang on. Says, I found that your college paper will get returned if you don't write about the greatness of uh, CSR. That was that um, corporate social oh, responsibility right. that I, I talked about earlier. That's so that's interesting. So he got a paper returned, apparently. Man. How many more we got here? Let's do a couple more. Frank from Huntsville commenting on that last caller that we had earlier. Says the government's wanting to give away stuff to people that they don't that don't deserve it and take from people who've worked hard. I think the end game is to make everybody dependent on the government. I mm-hmm. would say that is an accurate statement. Uh, TL from Huntsville says, uh, when they don't like the rule, they just redefine it. Yeah, knowing your own truth, right? Missy from Falkwell says, we boycott and are proud of it. No Coke, no Disney, no Burger King, no McDonald's, no Subway, no Target, to name a few. <laughs> so, she says, I'm down to Wendy's and Arby's and hoping they don't go woke. Oh, oh my gosh. And now I'm hungry, by the way. Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Come on, Missy. They got a Chick-fil-A in Falkwell? I hope so. <laughs> Um, all right. Hey, let's move on here. Number uh, two. Just number two? Just number two. Second dipper? That's all I got? Second dipper. Well, we had a, we had like a, we had like a, 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 like a sampler earlier. I had the uh, whole thing. We did thing. have a sampler. I had the sampler. Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't a full dipper. It was a sampler <laughs> of the early release situation. Right. And then technically, we almost had a segment on right side coffee. We almost had a whole segment on, on right, right side, side coffee. coffee. Yeah. Um, okay, listen, number two with the Triple Dipper, the price of border chaos. Let's talk about this. Can we talk? Let's talk. The price of border chaos. It's one thing to talk about the numbers coming across the border. It's another thing to talk about the price of the numbers. And I don't mean dollar signs per se. I'm talking about what's it doing to people's lives. What, and, and this border chaos we got right now is literally destroying people's lives. Sometimes it's the actual immigrants themselves, the illegal immigrants themselves. Other times it's the people that are having to try and sustain operations in the wake of the overwhelming amount of illegal immigration. And sometimes it's the people who live on the land that they're crossing over onto. Y'all, I'm just telling you, I don't think we're going to know for generations how big the impact is in terms of the human toll, the dollar sign toll, the societal toll, all of it. Now, Biden got out there. Daily Signal reports that Biden got out there, you know, in his State of the Union address, touting success at the southern border. And, and I, I just got to say, there, there are times when I know he's tone deaf. I am not sure if he knows what's happening at the southern border. I really don't. I mean, I question whether or not he, 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 he fully realizes the extent of what his policies are doing. Hey, Boomer, get that sound clip ready for me. I'm going to need that in one second, all right? Um, Daily Signal, which is the, 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 like the, the written arm of Heritage Foundation. Daily Signal says, as of the uh, day before yesterday, President Joe Biden touted his policies at the southern border Tuesday night during his second State of the Union address. Quote, 
We now have a record number of personnel working to secure the border, arresting 8,000 human smugglers, seizing over 23,000 pounds of fentanyl in the last several months. Okay, fact check. U.S. and Customs, US Customs and Border Protection reports it seized just over 14,000 pounds of fentanyl in fiscal year 22. 14,000. He claimed they seized 23,000 pounds in the last several months. CBP reports it was 14,000 in fiscal year 22. 7,000 pounds just between October and December, though. Listen to that. Fiscal year 22, 14,000 total. And in just the last few months of the year, in the next fiscal year, 7,000 more pounds. It says, in February, Customs and Border Patrol reported a large drug seizure in the San Diego sector, including blue pills that contained fentanyl with a total weight of 250 pounds, estimated street value of $3.4 million, and, oh, by the way, enough to kill every American twice. And then one of the, one of the quotes in the article says, the Biden administration and the left remain fully committed to open border policies, even though opioids, largely fentanyl, are now the number one killer of Americans between the ages of 18 to 45. Is there a caller, Boomer? No? Yeah, so Boom, you're, you're, you're looking at the number one killer of your age group right now is fentanyl. Do you know that? Wow. The human toll right now is such that between the years of 18 to 45 years old, it's not cancer, it's not auto accidents, it's not gunfire, it's not crime, it's fentanyl. Fentanyl overdoses are the number one killer of Americans now between the ages of 18 and 45. It's an entire generation. Man, um, that's by the way, that's all the average ages of the majority of our U.S. military are between the ages of 18 and 45. You're going to have some old generals and some old sergeants major. But the reality is the vast majority of our military is the year. And that's and that's the number one killer right now. Uh, so, yeah, there's a reason why Biden got jeered, 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 mm. not cheered, C.H., but jeered with a J, jeered during his speech when he brought up fentanyl because he acted like, oh, he was surprised when, uh, uh, you, don't, you don't agree with me? Uh, some, some of his handlers are telling him things are going well, and it's not. So one of the human toll factors, one of the prices of border chaos, is that the number one killer of Americans between the age of 18 to 45 is now fentanyl, the vast majority of which is made in Mexico, and the vast majority of that is made with precursor elements that come from China. I'm telling you. Get control. How about that? What if you knew you could cure cancer? What if you knew that you could cure some other major disease? What if you knew you could, you could stop an element of crime that kills people? What if you knew you could do it? Well, in this case, the number one killer of the years of the ages 18 to 45 in American, the number one killer is fentanyl. And where is it mostly coming from? The southern border. So you basically are saying if you will get control of the southern border, you will save countless lives. And yet they won't do it. Wow. All right, we're going to keep this thread going. Let's go ahead and take a break right now, Boom. Uh, we'll take the break right now. We'll come right back. We'll keep it going. I'm just telling you, folks, the price, the price of border chaos, these policies that are allowing the border to be virtually indistinguishable on the ground, you can't tell where the border is. The price of it is human life at the very least. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.
And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. Yeah, like that. Um, like that. Text lines are just going crazy. They're going today. crazy. Yeah. We got we got one from, I believe it was Lulu from Eva. Yeah. And then uh, she sent a picture of uh, Amin saying, China is watching our border more closely than the Biden administration. Oh, dang. Ow. That, yeah, ow. That's like ow <clears throat> magnified. That's just ow. You know what? I oh. believe it's true, too. Uh, I I do. I mean, they're watching. They and, and there ain't no telling what they've what they've gotten across the border. And oh, by mm-hmm. the way, don't think for a second the Chinese government isn't aware of how much fentanyl precursor is going from their country to Mexico to be made to go into our country. They know exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me they don't. I, I know it. It's just it's just wow. Uh, yeah, Lulu, thank you for that one. Um, Stephen from Gunnersville. Says go woke, go broke, and then they wonder why we're thirty-seven trillion in debt. Yep, <laughs> uh, Jeff from Indiana. If these corporations keep getting more woke, uh, Missy may have to become Amish. I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay, Chuck from Oneida, Tennessee says our adversaries are, ain't concerned, but our allies are. Mm, interesting. Mm. That's uh, yeah. They're in relation to the. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, Missy from Vaultwood did come back and say, "Nope, no Chick Fil A. We've got a Wendy's and an Arby's." Oh. <laughs> okay. Blessings on you, Missy, because I don't know for a fact, but I, it's, it's possible, in my opinion, that when manna fell from heaven, it was chicken minis from, um, <laughs> from, from, Chick-fil-A. from Chick-fil-A. Yeah, little chicken minis just dropped. Just, of course, just that, they, there was no meat, so that can't be, I guess. Yeah. Just, you know, later it was on, just they the bread. Most people just like the bread anyway. The little. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, Brad from Limestone County says, Phil, you would have gotten to Dipper number two quicker if you hadn't spent so much time talking about Legos and going number two. <laughs> 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 Point well taken. Thank you, Brad. All right. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, what else we got? Uh, John from Athens is taking in. So sell your coffee. That's what we talked about, the coffee earlier. Mm. So sell your coffee in packs of three, dark, medium, and light roast, and call it DEI coffee. Call it the DEI triple dipper. Oh. You could buy a triple. I'd See, that's genius. And he says I'd buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I look at this and go, wow. So that's that's actually very good. We, I mean, so Boomer, this coffee thing's taking legs, man. It is. Um, I, I I like it. So if we do right side branded coffee, he just made the point. We we have all three of our light, medium, dark roasts. You can sell them in a three, a three pack and call it the triple dipper. That is genius, genius. Mike from Rainbow City. He says, I believe China is testing the waters. Uh, mm, Mike. Yeah, I I can see it. Um, Marcus from Huntsville. He says, hey, Marcus from Huntsville here. Let's not forget that within the last year, they found two teens dead in Gunnersville due to a fentanyl overdose. Yeah. Uh, the report said they tracked that fentanyl back to the border. This is not a Texas border town. This is not a southern Louisiana. This was Gunnersville, Alabama. So it's already affecting our community directly right up here in North Alabama. Uh, there's, that's, 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 that's a very sobering point. But, yeah. Uh, Mike from Huntsville says the cost, talking about my thing here, the price of border chaos, he says, the cost is the culture, the Constitution, freedom, and the ignorant enslavement of replacement demographic populations as crooked Orwellian animal farm pigs. <laughs> this, is, this is quite the text. Um, uh, I'm trying to read the rest of it. And they, in quotations, can get away with this criminal conspiracy because they are never identified and held out in the spotlight. He says, Marxists are always good at spotlighting those their leadership want attacked. Mm, wow. Uh, who else we got here? Scott from Huntsville, uh, Boomer, I call with my thoughts on abortion based on McQueen's comments. I think it's about the abortion issue every day. And, and he says you can't legislate morality. And, I, and Okay, that's true. 
That, that is true, but I'm, I'm trying to find uh, his point. It's a very long text, and Scott, I apologize. I can't read the text and think through it at the same time. Um, anyway, uh, we'll, we'll get back to that one in a minute. JT from Lacey Springs, Lego swallowing would have been funded if Democrats knew about it. <laughs> it would have been in the $1.7 trillion spending omnibus bill. Um, so listen, going back to my point here about the price of border chaos, uh, I've got an audio clip. Boomer, we got that ready? Audio clip? Uh, listen, so Biden is declaring victory. Daily Caller points out in another article I've got dated yesterday that Biden has declared victory in handling illegal immigration while Mexico is actually seeing overwhelming surges. Mexico can't keep up. There's a humanitarian crisis, according to one report here from Mexico. It says this is a humanitarian crisis. Families with babies looking for shelters, but they're all collapsed. The municipal police are chasing migrants in the streets. Tremendous, tremendous, all week long, all they've complained. They take their documents. They take their money. They take their cell phones, their belongings. All week, they're very afraid. This is this is a coordinator of a pastoral diocese in Juarez, Mexico. Says they can't keep up with the number of people in their streets. Because our border is porous, people are flooding through their streets. And it's causing a crisis, not just in our country, but in Mexico, too. But our border patrol chief... Um, he didn't even have enough words to describe it. So here's Tucson Sector Border Patrol Chief John Maudlin, who was speaking about the Biden border policies and what his people are having to do to try and enforce things. Boomer, go ahead and play it. What I can tell you is, so fiscal year 18, 19, and 20, Tucson Sector had about 60,000 apprehensions, 21, 190,000 apprehensions. So we tripled the previous year or had all three of those years combined. Last year it quadrupled. Last year it was 250,000. We're 20,000 ahead right now. So we went from what I would describe as unprecedented to a point where I don't have the correct adjective to describe what's going on. Wow. That's the guy in charge of one sector of the border. He's the Tucson sector border chief. Did you hear the numbers? And did you hear the exponential increase in the numbers just in the last couple of years? Because, and then, he, and then he basically says it went from unprecedented to a point that he has no more words. He can't figure out how best to describe what's happening. I'll tell you how to describe it. It's, a, it's chaos. It's chaos. And we're looking at things like, here's one more of the tolls. One more of the tolls in this whole sector. Article here in News Nation Now. Drug cartels are controlling operations at the southern border as they force migrants across the Rio Grande at gunpoint and hold them in stash houses. Human trafficking at gunpoint. As, as the cartels see the U.S. side of the border as being incapable of controlling things, having no resources to do it, and they are pushing people and drugs through the holes in the border while the Border Patrol is busy just processing people because they can't enforce things, the Border Patrol has turned into a bunch of processors. And it literally says in this article that, that what we're seeing right now, just in the Del Rio sector, there's reports of machete-armed men who are robbing migrants on the U.S. side after they get over. It's just absolutely... This is... And, we're, and by the way, I had a report not long ago where the sheriff in one border county said they find a body, at least a body a day in the Rio Grande in his sector alone. Folks, the human toll is awful. When we get back, I'll tell you, though, about one elderly Arizona rancher and what he's going through, what he's having to do on his own land. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Hey, all you right side ruffians out there, you are listening to Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right. And we are back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative and just plain right. Yeah, saving the world one soundbite at a time. Hey, listen, before we go any further, I got to tell you, Just Love Coffee Cafe. Man, Just Love Coffee, as much as we talk about coffee on the show, I love the fact that one of our sponsors has been for quite a while now, Just Love Coffee Cafe. And we got two locations in our listening area that I can tell you about. We got one on Hughes Road out there in Madison going towards City Hall. The other one on South Parkway in Huntsville uh, down yonder uh, next to uh, Whole Foods. And, and folks, I'm just going to tell you, it's Just Love Coffee Cafe, so you can imagine the coffee being good. Award-winning dry roasts, grind the beans fresh, make you a cup of steaming, you know, hot, you know, the, the light, medium, or dark roast coffees. They've got what Charlene calls the treat coffees, the cappuccinos, the espressos, the lattes. Yeah, I mean, all of it. And it's, it's, it's all set up for you to have an environment where you can hang out. I mean, what I love is if you're one of those who wants to work remotely or you just need to spend some time or you're just taking a break, take your laptop, your, your pad, whatever, and you go sit there, use their Wi-Fi, hang out with friends. They have these like desks where you can sit and work if you want to. They've got games and books on the shelf at the one in Madison. I know for a fact they've got just an environment where it's like cool to hang out. So just check them out. Just Love Coffee Cafe. Two locations, Hughes Road in Madison, South Parkway in Huntsville. And do me a favor, when you're checking out at the counter, tell them you heard about it on Right Side Radio. Um, going back to uh, number two of the Triple Dipper, which I'm imagining is going to be as far as I get today, Boom. We, it's okay. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm just going to say, Boomer, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Just saying. That I'm going to take the half dipper on the, uh, the early releases and the half dipper on coffee. And call that a dipper. Call it a dipper. And like I'm in number three. There you go. There's two half dippers. Now that's right. They two just half, yes. That's okay. Thank you. <laughs> now John from Huntsville can grade me accordingly. Um, so uh, listen, here, here's I'm doing this section right now on the price of border chaos. The price, not not just, and I don't mean that's the price in dollar signs. No, I'm, I'm talking about what is the cost on our culture. What is the cost on our overall society? What is the cost in the human toll? I just, I just told you a minute ago that the, the president wants to claim that he's got fentanyl under. And by the way, that was the moment when, you know, people began booing during the State of the Union address. Decorum was gone for a minute. And you could tell he was taken aback by it. He like, oh, what's happening right now? Why, why, why are you booing me? These are, these are real things. No, they're not real, sir. You have no control over the border. Fentanyl is flooding across to the extent that part of the price of your border chaos Mr. President, is it now the number one killer of Americans between the age of 18 and 45 is fentanyl, the vast, vast, vast majority of which comes across that southern border. And that's your fault, sir. That's part of the price of border chaos. I mentioned a minute ago, too, that part of the price is the chaos. It's, it's, it's raining in upon Mexico. And you may not want to hear this, but, you know, Mexico may not be totally innocent in all of this mess but Mexico is also somewhat of a victim in all this mess because everybody on the land bridge to the southern border has to go through Mexico. And Mexico is overwhelmed right now. Mexico is becoming, in some ways, a failed state in certain places, and this is making it worse. We also see the human toll in the number of deaths in those trying to get here because Biden said it's open and they could come. 
and, and people are dying on a daily basis. They're getting trafficked into crime. And, and we're, we're actually seeing reports right now of the cartels literally controlling the border crossings. And then you look at people in our own country that are having to see their lives completely disrupted. Can you imagine right now being someone who owns property, your family ranch? Maybe you've been there for generations or maybe it's new. I, I, I need to go back and find an audio clip. I did it like a year and a half ago almost of, of a, a couple on the southern border. And the, the, this big old burly rancher, I mean, he looked like Hoss from, uh, you know, uh, the Ponderosa. But he, 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 was, he was literally in tears talking about he's, he's, his family is scared to walk out of their own house now. Everyone in this family, men, women, and children, walk around armed because of what they're having to do on their own ranch. They find people sleeping in their barn. They find people rattling their doors at night trying to find things. They, they find their, their well gets destroyed on one part of the, uh, where, they, where, they, where they water their livestock. It's just on and on and on. Well, I've got a story here from National Review. It's been in multiple other periodicals, but National Review is the one that I pulled. Two days ago, headline, elderly, elderly Arizona rancher charged in killing of suspected illegal immigrant. Now, the headline does not do it justice. The story is this, 73-year-old Arizona rancher, he's 73 years old, he and his wife have a ranch, their property is just literally touches the border, and on that border, he has constantly been facing people traversing his land, causing all kinds of disruption, causing he and his wife to be fearful. His name is George Allen Kelly, and we don't know the circumstances yet, but what we know is he shot and killed allegedly shot and killed um, an illegal immigrant on his property the other day. The guy who he killed, we understand his name is Gabriel Butamea. He's 48. He's from Nogales, Mexico. And he has been deported multiple times and keeps coming back. He had reportedly had a history of illegal crossings into the U.S. like over the last multiple years, deported several times. And 73-year-old George Allen Kelly is now in jail on a million dollars bond being held at Santa Cruz County Jail. He asked the judge to reduce the bail so he could return to his ranch to help his wife, who he said cannot take care of the ranch by herself. In his words, she's there by herself, nobody to take care of her, the livestock, or the ranch. The judge denied it. A million dollars bond. A million dollars. In New York City, he'd already been out walking on the street. But a million dollars bond, something he cannot afford. Now, Arizona does have a stand-your-ground law. Uh, you can have, it's basically the castle doctrine. A person can be justified in, you know, using physical force or even deadly force when they believe that their own uh, life and limb is at risk uh, because of the actions of another. When you're on your own ground, you can stand your ground, basically. Well, we don't know the circumstances, but we know this. A million dollars bond, his wife is by herself, illegals flooding across the border, and here's a news story that just came up a few minutes ago. It just, it just came up on foxnews.com uh, just in the last, uh, last 20 minutes. A GoFundMe account was being built to help him with his million-dollar bond. GoFundMe took it down. Yeah, go figure. GoFundMe says that they have a policy of not allowing the raising of money on their site to cover the legal defense of anyone formally charged with an alleged violent crime. And so consistent with their longstanding policy, they say, they are taking down that GoFundMe site. 
I will tell you this. There's another crowdfunding source called Give, Send, Go. It's a Christian-based crowdfunding. It's an alternative to GoFundMe. Give, Send, Go still has an active fundraiser for George Allen Kelly right now uh, to raise money to cover down on his bond. Give, Send, Go is the name of the website. The fundraiser is for George Allen Kelly, um, the 73-year-old man who shot an illegal immigrant. And this is I told you all weeks ago at some point I was talking about this, and I said, this is what's going to happen. You're going to start to see these kind of things. And then the next thing you know, it's going to be, that's outrageous. Put that man in jail. And yet it's his land that's being invaded daily while he and his elderly wife live there and do the best they can. We don't know the circumstances. I don't know if he's innocent or not. I don't know if he, you know, acted unilaterally or if he was responding to a threat. But I know this, they were on his land. And I know this, the guy he killed had been deported multiple times. And I know this, the judge denied his bail. And his 73-year-old wife's at home by herself. Uh, I got some callers in the line real quick. Let me grab those. I got two of them holding. I'll take the first one. Uh, Jeff from Indiana. Jeff Rowe, how you doing, buddy? Doing pretty good, Phil. About ready to go to the belly of the beat now. <laughs> Does that mean you're hitting Nashville? It's called Nashville. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, uh, we need to take this, uh, you know, we've got to look at this. The only way we're going to stop illegal immigration and get rid of the illegal immigrants that's here now you have to put teeth into they can't get a job if if someone gives them a job you have to pay a heavy heavy fine and even a coupled with jail time for you know further offenses and and then if the united states becomes an economic desert they will leave and they won't come Hmm. and until we do that it's not going to change I don't uh, care how big a wall you build or anything else. They'll find a way around it. But if they can't work because nobody will give them a job because we will be, you know, it's, you know, uh, like right now, uh, how do they, you know, make their money now? I mean, it's illegal to uh, hire somebody and pay them and they're not paying any taxes or anything else. So, you yeah. know, we got a lot of people in this country that's giving them jobs that, should be probably put in jail now. Well, that, and that and that's and that's accurate. That's true. But but you know, Jeff, I can still look at though the Trump policies versus the Biden policies still made a difference. I'll take the Trump policies back, knowing full well that some will still try to sneak across. It'd be better than having the Biden policies or no policies. Yeah, and and they should be barred if unless you do come and immigrate the right way. You should have a lifetime ban of no citizenship, no 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 way to qualify for citizenship. And no way to you know make any money basically unless you apply and go through the right way. I'm I'm all for you know legal citizenship, but if unless they do it the right way, then it's a no go, and you gotta you gotta put teeth in it. Uh, I agree, man. Hey, I got one more caller. I gotta get Jeff. You be careful on the road, bud. Thank you, bud. All right, line five, uh, Clarence from Huntsville. Hey, Clarence, how you doing? Hey, man, doing good. I gotta tell you, I disagree with Jeff on that one. Uh-oh, uh oh, what you got? I think I I think if you uh. And, and I ain't saying Jeff. Jeff's usually right on the spot, but I think if you take take their ability to work away, they're just going to do what you're seeing them starting to do more and more anyway. They're going to go and start dang robbing people. That's where MS-13s come in. Oh, okay. I think, I think I think where we're missing the boat on this whole thing is we give them rights whatsoever. If you're in America illegally, you have no rights. You don't have rights as an American citizen. You have absolutely no rights whatsoever. I don't think near care what happens to you. If you come on somebody's land and that person protects their land, sorry, you shouldn't have been here in the first place. This is this is called we're rewarding people 
and, and we're not punishing the people that should be punished, and we're punishing everybody who's trying to live their life the right way. And this starts with politicians, politicians on both sides who've let this go on for far too long. If you give an illegal immigrant the way that they're giving them, you saw what happened up in New York City. They can't even get them out of the dang hotels now. If you give them one American dollar, that's treason. You're taking my taxpayer dollars, and you're putting it somewhere they ain't got no business being. Mike, appreciate the call, brother. I got one. I mean, Jeff, the Clarence, that's good. But uh, appreciate you, brother. Thanks for calling in. Uh, let me go to line one real quick for the break, Boomer. I'll do it real quick. Uh, line one, Mike from Huntsville. How you doing? Hey, man, I'm good. Good. Good, Phil. Uh, yeah, what I'm saying is that what she called in and says they can't get a job, the job isn't the biggest thing. It's the welfare state. They're, they're coming to the border. They get a free cell phone, a credit card, a five-star hotel, and a ride anywhere. I mean, you know, who isn't going to go for that? I mean, look at look at what they're doing. They're camped outside of the five-star hotel because they don't want lesser accommodations. That's not a refugee. That's an entitlement mentality that that the that the Democrats love. That's and so a, that's yeah. what's happening right now. And nobody's held accountable for this policy. And then Biden can can you know claim like he has deliberate ignorance on this entire process. And you're saying he really don't know what's going on. He knows what's going on. Because that's where he's going for the end, thing. Uh, Mike, great call, man. Uh, making entitlement junkies out of them. You're right. We've got to run to a break, Mike. Uh, appreciate oh, yeah. you. Yeah. All, All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. My, uh, Boomer, take us to the break, brother. We'll do that right now. Tell, tell our new caller if he can hold on during the break. We'll take it. Wow. This one got some attention. All right, folks. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. The price of border chaos. Y'all stay tuned. We'll come back and wrap it up. Back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. Saving the world one soundbite at a time. Hey, before I go any further, I got to tell you, our original sponsor, ZLA Solutions. Uh, those folks are just kicking it. I mean, wow. They have, they have had an amazing record over the last year and a half of putting people and jobs together. Now they do a lot of things for businesses. So they can help you with things like logistics, warehousing, um, you know, sorting and containment, quality control, all that kind of stuff they can assist you with, but their bread and butter man is staffing and they are good at it. Personally, if you're looking for a job, go to their website. Just you by yourself, go to their website, look at it. ZLAUSA.com. They've got jobs posted all over North Alabama, good ones. And then they've got the ability to help you if you're an employer to fill out the ranks of your workforce. They can do the onesies and twosies with special niche skills, or they can get you a whole shift of people. It doesn't matter. ZLA Solutions, blue collar, white collar, no collar, don't matter. They can do the recruiting, the background checks, the drug testing, all that, and they're good at it. So tell them you heard about it on Right Side Radio. Just start off by going to their website, ZLAUSA.com, and there you go. All right, uh, I got some callers on the line. I know I do. So let me, which one's first, uh, Boomer Line 2? Uh, yeah, line two, Mark from Athens. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing great, Senator Williams. I, I Let me say this. I'm a transplant from Texas. I moved here in 2000 because of a job relocation. All right. But I have got family in Texas. I've got an aunt and uncle 
And like this gentleman in Arizona, my aunt and uncle live about 70 miles north of the Texas-Mexico border. Okay. They've got a 1,000-acre ranch. They run cattle. And just like he's saying, these are not nice people that are immigrants crossing through there. Like they're saying, these are people that are desperate by the time they get up that far into the, into the United States. You know, they're desperate. They're hungry. They're, 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 wor- they're, they're really bad off. They will steal, kill, do everything to get what they want to continue on their travel. And my uncle has got had to go gunpoint multiple times a week with immigrants because of that. And like he's talking about the water troughs. My uncle has uh, solar-powered water troughs all over his property for his cattle, and they destroy the solar panels or they destroy the water trying to get it. Or they get in there and they bathe in it and, and they wash their clothes in it and stuff like that. And, you know, he's got to go around continuously and change out water because it's been contaminated you know, for his cattle to drink. Wow. You know, you got them coming to the doors at night, and like he said, rattling the doors. They're not just rattling the doors. They're busting out the doors, coming in and wanting food and money and, 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 and take your vehicles. He's had neighbors had their vehicles uh, forcibly taken away from them, you know. And for that poor woman to be there by herself, yeah. if it was my uncle, my uncle, whenever he leaves, he has two people that he brings in, and all they do is stand guard around his house with his wife. Wow. You know. Man. Because that's how bad it is, and he's 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 found dead bodies on his property, continuously finding them like that. He's found people that are just distraught and out of dehydration and can't do nothing, you know, laying on his property and about dying. You know, it goes on all the time. He's got a thousand acres, and and they're just they're constantly. That's all he does. He has to patrol his property every day just to to see who's out there. That's a mess. That's a freaking mess. It is. Wow. It is. Mark. And it's just, just one of, of hundreds of thousands of people along the border that have ranches like that. Hey, Mark, you're, you're giving us a good firsthand account of it, but you tell your uncle if he ever wants to come on the show and tell folks in Alabama firsthand what it's like, I'd love to have him on, all right? I'll talk to him about it. He might just call in. All right. Well, we'll make it work. He's, he's older like that gentleman, too. He's up, in, he's up 75, 76 years old, too. So. Wow. He wow. might just do that, and he's, so, he's probably he's still, still strong as most forty-five-year-olds. But uh, anyway, oh yeah, they were. He works hard. He's, his skin's like leather from being out in the sun. Mark, I got yeah. one more call. I got to get, brother. Appreciate you calling in. Thanks Thank so better. much. Take care. Uh, last one is that Lee. Lee from Huntsville. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. Um, I okay. I'm. Uh, I, I was just listening to what he was saying, and and I know that the you know there are people down there uh, near border areas that are really suffering from a literal invasion. Yeah. What what we have to do, I think, um, and I doubt any Democrat would be willing to do this, but we have to use Mexico to our advantage. Mexico has a very small entry point, very small at the bottom of their country. They could they, and and they already have very, very serious laws, much more serious than ours, about entering their country illegally. That's why they give these people free passage, but very specific ways to get through their country. They don't want to stay there. Yeah. And um, we have to make Mexico understand that if America falls, who do they think, you know, why do they think that they're not, you know, Chinese, them and Canada? It's because we're between them. Why are they not being taken over and used by the, have the entire country taken over by the cartels even more than they already are? We carry a big stick. If we don't look at them and use them and say, you must stop everyone coming up. If you do that, we will give your people freedom using some sort of worker migrant access, but they have to leave. They can come, work, leave, 
you know, migrant, uh, you know, just for these, like, during seasons where they're going to come and work hey. or doing specific kinds of work. Hey, and Lee, my, and then, my uh, music's playing, yeah, sister. That means my, my, my time is done. But uh, your point is so well taken and so well articulated, as always. Lee from Huntsville, thanks so much for the call. Um, there it is. Folks, that one drew some passion. The price of the border chaos is not just about the numbers coming across the border. It's about the human toll, the, the societal toll, the cultural toll. Yeah, we're going to have to figure this out. I mean, like, now. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all have an amazing night. We're back here tomorrow, too. See you then. Right Side Ruffians out there, you are listening to Right Side Radio.